Bibles to the book of Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. We're going to read one verse, and then we're going to get right into this. Exodus chapter 14. Let's go ahead and stand just for a second. We'll read this verse, pray, and then we'll be, then we'll be seated. Amen. It's good to stand, right? Get your blood circulating. Some of you act like you're mad at me when I ask you to stand, all right? Let me tell you this. Before you get out of this auditorium, you're going to have to stand to get out of the auditorium, okay? Don't leave right now, but later on, you're going to have to stand. You're going to have to get out of the auditorium. Some of you look at me. We're doing things different. We're not supposed to stand here. It's not in the church constitution. Everything's going to be okay, all right? Go to um, um, Exodus chapter 14 and verse number 15. Actually, starting verse number 13. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you, um, which, he will, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, <clears throat> you shall see them again no more forever. And the Lord shall fight your, for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me, Speak unto the children of Israel that they go, what's the next word? Forward. This is basically one of the largest miracles that ever took place. In fact, a lot of things are compared to this miracle. Have you ever heard this statement? It's as big as the what? Parting of the Red Sea. Have you ever heard that? I've heard people say that. I've said it before. We're talking about the parting of the Red Sea. 2020 is a new year for all of us. And we're still talking about beginnings. After Moses and the Israelites saw the parting of the Red Sea, it was a new start for Israel. There was no going back. There was only going forward. What are the first four words in the Bible? What is it? First four words. In the beginning, God. That's how we're supposed to start everything. The Bible even started that way. And you know, well, you're taking that out of context, but that's the first four words, isn't it? In the beginning, God. So when we start something, we better realize who's in charge of it. Let's look at Exodus chapter 15. And this is after the parting of the Red Sea. And I love chapter 15. Because it almost reads like a psalm. It almost, you almost get the, the, the feeling that you're reading a psalm when you read um, chapter 15. And I, and I love when, when, when the psalm, when, when you read psalms. Don't psalms make you feel better? They make me feel a lot better. They couldn't go back. They, could, they, they had nothing for them. They had to start over. They had to move forward. So when, when they get to this scene of, 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 in chapter 14, they know that the Israelites are by, the, the Egyptians are behind them. They've got them trapped. In fact, the Egyptians say there's nowhere for them to go. They get all so mad at them, they say, and somebody comes to Pharaoh and says, why do we do this? Why do we let them go? Do you realize what they were doing for us? It wasn't for the love of the Israelites. It was for what the Israelites had done for them. And so they, they said, listen, we know where they went. They can't go anywhere, so they thought. And this whole thing would be their demise because they would go in there and they would think they could take over and they could get them and bring them back. The Israelites even thought that. They make the statement of, why, why couldn't we just die in Egypt? We were better off there. Were they? Think about what had happened to Egypt. They had lost everything. Their whole country is, has been torn to pit. To, to, to bits. It's gone. Their economy's gone. Their animals are gone. There's a lot of death there. The only industry that was doing well, and I hate to say this, was morticians. Because a lot of people has, have passed away. 
and probably a lot of disease with the animals that had passed, the animals that had died, all, this, all the stench of all the other things. I can't imagine what it was like. But they had enough gumption in them to say, listen, let's go get them back. We know that where they've went. They can't go anywhere. But what the Egyptians failed to realize is how big their God was. In 2020, how big is your God? You're going to start over. Everybody's going to start over. Doesn't matter how much I exercise in 2019, it only matters what I exercise in 2020. It doesn't matter what I did in 2019, it matters what I did, what I do in 2020. So we're going to start in this, and I'm going to give you, and I'm not going to scare you, we're going to give you, I'm going to give you, oh my word, when I tell you how many points I'm going to give you, just sit down for just a second. I'm going to give you 10 do's and don'ts of 2020, and I just saw Dorcas go. I'm only going to spend 10 minutes on each one. So we're going to get through this pretty quick. Actually, I'm going to spend about two minutes on each one. So we're going to try to get out of here in 20 minutes. So you say, well, I'm keeping track. Well, I'm glad you are. So is God. And so let's look at these. And I want, you, I want to give you 10 new things when it comes to do's and don'ts found in chapter 15. They're starting over. They have nothing. They have, really, they have no house to live in. They have their animals. They have their family. And, and can I say with, with you with this, when you ever see somebody that their house is burnt down and they've lost everything, what do most people that are Christians understand? Yeah, we've lost some memories, but what, if no one has passed away in it, what is it? We've still got our lives. These people had their lives. And I, and I think of Moses as he's looking out, he sees these millions of people and he thinks, how are we going to do this? But God knew. And God used a man by the name of Moses. How do you start new from the beginning and what do you do? And how are we going to start in 2020? Paul states, brethren, I count on myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. We're getting those things which are behind and reaching forth into the things which are before. He says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Everything's got to be in Christ Jesus. So in the beginning, God, let's look, let's start new. And I want you to see this, the 10 do's and don'ts that you're, not supposed, to, that you're supposed to do when you start something. Um, how, how, how do you do things when you start? Let's look at the first one. Do acknowledge who is in charge in the beginning. Who's in charge in the beginning in 2020? Well, God is. You say, well, I'm going to try to be in charge. You can try all you want, but you're not in charge. God's the one in charge. Let's look at these verses. Go to, go to Exodus chapter 15. We're going to stay there. And I want you to see this. Who's in charge? Go to Exodus chapter 15, verse 1. And here's why I say it. it sounds like a psalm. It says, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord. See, Moses says he can't, he can't speak, but he sure can sing. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I, I would love to hear a million people sing this song. He starts singing this song and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he, that he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider hath he thrown into the sea. Who's in the charge in the beginning? When the Israelites are up against the wall, they don't know what to do, and God says, move forward, and he have the Egyptians coming in on him that want to come in and bring them back into captivity. And guess what? They never did. Because who was in charge? Who's in charge of 2020? It's not Donald Trump. It's not Nancy Pelosi. It's God. No matter what happens, God's in control. You say, well, I get discouraged. Who doesn't get discouraged? 
I'll be very honest with you. There's times when I go in my bathroom, I don't want to step on the scale. Sometimes I've stepped on the scale and you'll read on the thing, it says, one at a time, sir. You ever been there? God is in control, isn't He not? He knows exactly what's happening in your life. He's in control. If God can get a million people to cross a body of water on dry land, He can fix my problem. In the beginning in 2020, I've got to realize who's in, who's in control. Number two, don't start in your own strength in the beginning. Well, I can do this. I'm bigger than anything that's going on. No, you're not. It takes willpower to get something done, does it not? How many of you ever had the privilege of going on a low-carb diet? Anybody? You know, at the beginning of that thing, I start craving donuts. At night, things talk to me. Not in an audible voice, but they talk to me. I'm thinking those brownies. See, when we, ha we have the Airbnb on the other side, and we give them um, honey buns when they come and they stay at our place. And so we have to have honey buns in our house. I think that's a sin in and of itself. And I've got to the point where my wife takes them and she puts them out there. But you know what I figured out? I can go to the back of that box, open it up, and no one knows it's open, and I can pull some out of the back. I could try to seal it and say, honey, I don't know. I think they counted wrong when they put it in the store. Things start talking to me, and I think I can do it myself, but I can't. There are always excuses in our life when we think we're in, we've got the strength. I know I should walk every morning. Do you know there's a lot of excuses you can come for not walking? You know what it is? It's raining. Thank God for rain. But raining stops my walking. It's cold. I can't go out there. It's cold. I don't know what would happen if I got out there and it was cold. Then in the summer, it's hot. And then... My clothes aren't washed. I can't go out there like this. There's always excuses. Our strength is not in us. Look what Moses says in the next verse. Moses is singing this song, and he, and he goes in verse number 2, and he says this. He says in, in Exodus chapter 15, verse 2, The Lord is my strength, and He is my song, and He has become my salvation. Isn't it great to know that the strength in the beginning is not mine? If I want to do anything of any value, I need God to be in it. When I try to do it myself, it will never, ever happen. Hmm. The Bible says this, Paul writes this, he says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient unto thee. And I love this next statement, it says, for my strength is made perfect in what? Weakness. He can't do anything. God is our strength. He's our source of strength. Do you not think the Israelites saw that? <laughs> they get up and they see the Egyptians coming. And all they see is a big body of water. They look back and they look at Moses. What are we going to do? 
There's nothing that they could have done to defeat them. But praise God, their strength didn't have to be in their weapons. They didn't have an army. Did you read, if you read in, in Exodus chapter 14, what, Mo, what, what Pharaoh brought? He brought all the chariots. He brought all the people that were the warriors for Egypt. And can you not believe that they were mad at the Israelites? Every one of them that came had death in their family and they blamed it on the Israelites and on Moses. So if they would have caught him, it would have been a bad thing and probably been an example to some people. At their strength, Israelites couldn't do anything. You know, I love studying. Study Israel and how God protects them even to this day. I don't know if you ever read that that story about the battle when the, the, the countries were trying to come in and evade and they couldn't figure out why their planes were going down. I can tell you why. Strength is in God. You know, it shows God's character. Most people do not understand this because we look at Israel as being a very free state just like the United States, but it is a very liberal state. A lot more liberal than the United States. And a lot of their different beliefs. But God still chooses to bless them because He said He would. God is a God, is a God of, uh, of His Word. And here He's got the strength. It says, our strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Paul says, listen, I am strong through His strength, not my own. So the first one is, um, do, do, not, do acknowledge who is in charge in the beginning. Don't start in your own strength in the beginning. Number three, do enjoy a new song of your, and your salvation in the beginning. Verse number three says this. Go to um, Exodus chapter 15, verse three. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, verse two. The Lord is my strength and song, and He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare Him in a habitation, my Father's God, and I will exalt Him. He gives you a new song, and He's your salvation. If anybody understood salvation, it's these Israelites at this point because the only way that they got saved in that whole situation is going across dry land. Does he give you a new song? Show your face that you're happy. I mean, I like to be happy. I can be sad real quick. You know what I like watching? We've got Disney Plus and my wife likes all those old shows that are corny. Snowball Express. Anybody saw that? We just watched that. We, we've watched all, Dean Jones, anybody know who Dean Jones is? I, we watched every show that's on the Disney Channel with him. And you know what? They're corny shows. But you know what they make you do? They make you smile. They're predictable. You know exactly what's going to happen. You know, in my life, my joy should be in God. And he gives you a new song. There's no reason why I should be depressed and everything like I was before I was saved. And he gives me that salvation for me to be happy. There's nothing wrong with Christians being happy. Does God want you to be happy? Absolutely. Even through our infirmities, we can be happy. Well, it's got to be going my way or I'm not going to be happy. Where'd we get that? That's not us. That's a worldly philosophy. So God wants us to be happy and sing a new song. What does that mean? When you sing, answer this question. When you sing, 
Are you usually happy? Yeah. I love watching some of you sing. Because when you sing, you're smiling and you're happy. And then others sing. I don't know who's giving the lemons out in the back of the church when we sing, but they need to stop giving those lemons out and put some sugar in there and make some lemonade. Amen? God wants, Sybil, does God want you to be happy? Even when you've got things going on in your life, He still wants you to be happy. And He is your salvation. He says, listen, in this situation, God is your salvation. He's the one that gets you through it. Do enjoy a new song in your salvation. Psalm 40, verse 3 says, And He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it. <laughs> I love this. Let's, let's turn to it real quick. Go to Psalm 40, verse 3, because there's two words in there that you go, why are those two words in there? Psalm 40, verse 3. We all know the song about new song, but Psalm 40, verse 3. And I'm going to stop, and I want you to read the next two words. And this might be some of your voices when you sing. It says in Psalm 40, verse 3, it says, And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praising to God. Many shall see it. What's the next two words? And fear. What? And fear. And shall trust in the Lord. When the maniac of Gadara got, got gloriously and wonderfully saved, there were people that saw him and they were scared to death. What did you do to him? It wasn't the normal form. The normal was cutting himself, falling in fires, doing all these other things, living in the graveyard. And all of a sudden, he's sitting in his right mind, and people were scared of it. What'd you do to him? This is not the normal for him. They were fearing. They were fearing his new song and his salvation. Number four, don't raise yourself up in the beginning. You're not the one that this is about. 2020 is not about you, it's about God. Go to verse number four. Exodus chapter 15, it says, the, uh, ex, I'm sorry, sorry, verse number three. Don't raise yourself up in the beginning. It's Exodus, it's Exodus chapter 15, verse two. Look at the next part, it says, and I will prepare him an habitation, my father's God, and I will exalt him. The word habitation basically is saying you're gonna trust in God. A habitation by definition is to dwell, abide, keep at home. Don't raise yourself up in the beginning because it's not you that did it, it's God that did it. Number five, don't fight the war with the correct, don't do fight the war with the correct general in the beginning. Know who the right general is. I don't know where you stand with Donald Trump, but I think some of the times when he got in there, he had the wrong people around him. Didn't know who he could trust. You got to know who your generals are. Go to verse number three. Who's the general here? The Lord is the man of war. The Lord is his name. He just wiped out one of the strongest armies by water. <laughs> and he is, a man, he is a God of war. He knows what to do. And can I, as I wrote this down, I said, and you're not him or her. You're not the general. General Wagner will always lose, but General God has already won. General Wagner will always lose, but General God has already won. He knows exactly what's going on in your life. Number six, this is just one of my pet peeves, and I'm going to throw this in. Don't trust in Hollywood or current trends in the beginning. Don't listen to what the world says. Don't listen to what the world says. My word, they're wrong all the time. 
We hold something in our, in our, in our hands, it's called the Holy Bible, that is, is not got anything wrong with it. If it did, many people would write about it. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, we'll let 1,189 chapters. You've got 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. They all work hand in hand together. You can cross-reference them, and they never lie. They're a good science book, math book, home economics book. They're a good um, prophetic book. They're going to tell us what's going on in the future. They've told us what's going on in the past, and nothing's been wrong with it. We've got to understand this. We don't need to follow what the world says. Go to um, Exodus chapter 15, verses 4 through 6. Exodus chapter 15, verse 4 says, Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned by the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom, and I like the last three words, as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. You say, why do I say this? Because the world would tell you that this did not happen. Hollywood comes up with things that sometimes we set our trends on what they, what they say. They're not right. The Bible's right. We have these new Christian shows that come out. You've heard me quote this. There's one called Moses that came out. Anybody see it? I watched it just to see what it was like. You know, at the very end of that, you know what happens in this? Pharaoh lives. He's riding his chariot off. That is not what the Bible said happened. And I'm not going to trust in Hollywood. And I'm not going to trust in trends. I'm going to trust what the Bible says. You say, well, you're kind of old-fashioned. No, I'm just believing what I know is true. There's nothing in that scripture. The Bible says that they, they, he went down as a stone. And I'm telling you, you say, well, we know. But how many people watched that movie and said, okay, this must be true? Everything that's on the internet is not true. If you don't believe me, I've got some, some land to sell you in Florida. It's swamp land, but you can build anything on it, amen? Don't trust what the world says. Well, listen, there's no way we can get out of this. this the Egyptians are coming. I don't know what's going to happen. God knew it was going to happen. <laughs> He's general God. He knew it was going to happen. We don't need to trust in current events. Number seven, do understand who is in complete control in the beginning. Go to verse number seven. Verse number seven says this. It says, in the greatness of thine excellency, excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sendest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright as in heat, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. We've got to understand who was in control the whole time. God knew where the Israelites needed to go. God knew they had to go someplace where no one could follow them. No one could follow them with, with, with the path that they had set, Right? If they had went the normal way, guess what? It would just have been a continuous battle. Their biggest enemy that was mad at them already would no longer be able to follow them. Who was in control the whole time? God was. We need to understand that. In 2020, who's in control of 2020? God is. 
Number eight, don't trust in what you hear from the world in the beginning. Go to verse number nine. Here's what the enemy said to them. Go to verse number nine. It says in verse number nine, it says, The enemy said, I will pursue and will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy thee. What's interesting is this little statement says, I will divide thy spoil. See, they didn't have the animals that the Israelites had. They were going to struggle no matter what happened. But they saw the Israelites with all their animals and all their people and all the strength that they had. They, they were not covered with the boils. They did not have the scars of those. Here they are, and they're these people that can come in and, and rebuild everything so they thought. So the enemy comes in and says, I'm going to do this and we're going to take you back. Now look at the next verse. Verse number 10, it says this, it says, Thou didst blow with the wind and the sea covered them. They, sunk, they sank as lead in the mighty waters. First of all, it says there's stones in the bottom. Now it says they sunk as lead in the bottom. Don't trust in what you hear from the world in the beginning. The world will say, hey, you can't do this. Hey, you shouldn't go to church. You shouldn't read your Bible. You shouldn't pray. It's 2020. There's other things you can do. I love technology, but I hate technology. Amen? Technology can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing. It's great when you want to FaceTime someone. You want to talk to them. It's great to be able to deal with the missionaries. But I'm telling you, when something happens, it happens real quick. Does it not? I'm going to use Brandon as, a, as an example, amen? You heard me say this on Wednesday. We went, we took a, uh, I took Mer Meredith and Josh and we went over to the gingerbread house designs. How many of you have ever seen that over in... Um, Grove Park Inn. We're coming home, and, and I missed my turn, so I had to turn back around, and it was in the dark, and, and, and I saw the sign that said, do not, do not make a U-turn, but I had no idea where I was at. The light turned green, and, and it had, gave me an arrow to turn, so I whipped the U-turn and came back and went back on my road. And guess what was, what was on the other side? It was a dark. I couldn't see it. There was a car that had these lights on the top of it. I did not know that. I was lost and confused, and I said, I don't know what I'm doing. And so I turned around and I got back on the road. When I got back on the road, all of a sudden I saw that car that I could not see in the dark. It had something on the top and it was blue lights. And so my daughter, thank, thank the Lord for her, started videoing it. And she thought it was funny. And so she, I did not know she did this. Thank God for Instagram. She puts it on Instagram. I'm sitting waiting for the police officer that has taken all my information. And he takes all my information and goes back. And all of a sudden, I get a text from Brandon. What are you doing? I'm in Asheville, North Carolina. What do you mean, what am I doing? Then it hit me. I turned around and I said, Meredith, what did you just do? She said, I just put it on Instagram. I said, why did you do that? I said, who's our, your friend from our church? Shasta's one of my friends. It took five seconds for that to make it all the way around the world. I did not get a ticket. I got a warning. I had a very nice police officer. I wasn't going to say anything about my son-in-law being a, pa uh, 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 pastor, being a uh, police officer until after he said, you can go, just drive careful. You know, sometimes technology is great. Other times it's not. We've got to get back to understanding we don't need to trust in what we hear.
If you were to go to a financial advisor and you were to ask them, should I tithe? And they were, an un, they were a non-Christian person. What would they give you? No, you don't need to do that. Put it towards your savings. Put it towards your retirement. I can't afford not to tithe. I need God to bless me in ways that he's never blessed me before. And if I don't give back to him what he's already told me I need to do, then I'm in trouble. Same way with you. You can't trust what the world says. Do what the Bible says. Well, you say there's not very many people that do that. The Bible says what at the very end? There's going to be very few that go down that path. It's a straight and narrow path. But God wants us to do that. Number nine, do believe in a holy, wonderful, and merciful works of the Lord in the beginning. Look at what, what, the, what he says in verse number 11. It says in verse 11, Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods, little g, who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou stretchest out thy right hand, the earth swallowed, swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which th thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in the strengths into the holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestine. Even the dukes of Eden shall be amazed. The mighty men of Moab trembling shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. By the greatness of thine arm, they shall be as still as a stone. Till the people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over, which thou hast purchased. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance. In the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. Now look at verse number 18. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Aren't you thankful for God's mercy? I'm thankful for his mercy. Don't ever take that for granted. Don't take for granted his holiness. What are the th only things that are holy in this, in this world? <clears throat> it's not a holy pope. It's a holy savior. It's a holy Bible. Those things are to be reverent. We're supposed to show mercy and God shows mercy to us. And I like the word wonderful, especially when we studied it at Christmas time. Aren't you thankful for his miracles? Man, I am so thankful for God's miracles. We see miracles all the time. Don't ever underestimate what God can do in 2020. And the last one, number 10, don't worry about your past in the beginning of something new. Who tells you about your past? Satan does. Satan's always reminding me of what I've done, not of what I could do. He's always trying to say, you know, you're not anything that you think you are. Thank God I'm not. Thank God I have a Savior. It's made me who I need to be. I have my faults. You have your faults. But God, through His mercy and His grace, overlooks those. But you know what Satan wants to do? He wants you to think that you can't do anything. Well, look what you've done in the past. You know what I want to tell him? Look what's going to happen to you in the future. Because what's going to happen to him in his future is not going to be nice to him. And everything he gets, he deserves. Let's look at some of the verses in here. Go to verse number 19 and we'll be done. Verse number 19 says this, <clears throat> For the horse of Pharaoh went in with his chariots and with his horsemen into the sea. 
And the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them, but the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. Don't worry about your past in the beginnings of something new. You know what you need to do? You need to worry about when it comes to the future. Don't worry about your past failures. Don't worry about what happened. 2020 could be a great year for you. 2020 could be the best year Bible Apps has ever had. I want it to be the best year that I've ever had. I want to read more than I've ever read. I want to pray more than I've ever prayed. I want God to walk with me like he's never walked with me before. And there's been times when I know that he's walked right beside me. There's been times when you read that footprints in the sand where I know God was carrying me through the whole thing. The peace in the midst of the storm, I see it. But there's a lot of do's and don'ts that you, don't, you need to make sure you understand in 2020. There's some things we should do and things we shouldn't do. Where's God at in your life? In the beginning, God, 2020. If there was never a fresh start, it was the Israelites when they got on the other side of the, of the water. And I think there was something, Bernard, that reminded them of their past. You know what it was? When they looked in the water that they had just passed. I hate to say this, but there were bodies in that water. But not one Israelite. That's how powerful God is. He sure does love us. He cares for us. He wants the best for us. 